Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Illumo, the video interview series organized by the alumni team, iSmart and RSDT to improve yours, the students, knowledge in a variety of domains through the knowledge and experiences of our own alums. For episode 2, we have with us Mr. Nishant Malhotra, founder and CEO of The Middle Road, a platform that enables social change and impact. Sir is an alumnus of SIBM Pune from the batch of 2002, where he did his MBA in Sales and Marketing. Sir is also a graduate of the China-Europe International Business School, where he did his MBA in General Management and Finance, and the University of Michigan, where he has done his Master's in Public Administration. Sir has vast experience in a variety of domains, but primarily majored in the field of finance and financial management. Over and it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Thanks, Dr. Kish. First of all, thank the whole SIBM team for inviting me. It's a pleasure and honor to be here, invited as a guest. Just two minor corrections. I went to China, I did my degree in general management, although I was uh, not a finance, but I did get some other lectures. But my degree is in general management. At of Michigan, I went to Ford School where I did my master's in public administration. So, fantastic. Just to, before I start, I'll just share a bit. I want to just compliment you. You're doing great work. I think what you're doing here is going to be very valuable, not only from students of uh, SIBM or, you know, universities. It's going to be pretty global because up there I'm also going to be talking to uh, a lot global about sustainable finance. And I want to also thank you for uh, putting up very thoughtful questions. Uh, very interesting. I'm very impressed. Just to get you on the middle road, the middle road is a thought leader platform wherein I'm trying to make social change and act within the global arena. It's basically predominantly into media and e-learning. It's going to develop into tech and it works on confluence between the two. So it's very well integrated. It's loosely inspired by the seven sustainable development goals. And also there are quite a few more things like well-being, art, culture, music, you know, there's a lot of things which have been populated in the mission of the startup. And the vision of the startup is given to one day one of the largest, I would say the largest platform for consulting, training, and education, and a lot of other things. But predominantly, right, personally also invite audience to come and speak about their work. There are a lot of e-learning modules. Now, at least in now, it's free. It's a great, it's a great value add for our audience to learn on quite a few topics. We learn from sustainable finance, we learn from economics, finance, statistics, impact valuation, and other quantitative topics. Thank you, Vignesh. Just go to www.themiddlerope.org. www.themiddlerope.org. So, dear audience, as you heard, so say www.themiddleroad.org is where you have to head out and check out all these modules. And uh, sir, as you mentioned, edtech and particularly thought leadership is something that is gaining a lot of prominence today and will be a huge, huge thing going forward. So the steps you are taking with the middle road is definitely uh, inspiring for us as well as students. It's something we can inspire to do. So, uh, and please call me Nishan. I for this interview, let's make it Nishan. All right, Nishan. Uh, so Nishan, we get right into the topic, uh, which is sustainable finance. Uh, it's something that is all the rage in recent times. So could you please tell us about the concept of sustainable finance? Uh, how is it different, say, from conventional finance? 
Okay, that's a very good question. That's a great question to start with. Uh, when you are talking about sustainable finance, it incorporates ESG within its themes. So when you are taking these themes, it's very similar to, I would say, conventional finance. When we are talking about sustainable finance, and I'm not talk go deep, I would keep it into two parts. One would be, of course, we're talking about different kinds of sustainable bonds, sustainable debt, which talking about there could also be loans included in that and also got a bit of equity. The other could be impact bonds, which very few people maybe don't include it. But I, for my part, the middle road has included that also as a part of sustainable finance. If you're looking at debt or loans or equity, it's exactly the same as the conventional part. However, the difference is what, like I said, about the ESG. So you are trying to incorporate, uh, It's you could say an intersection, it, it could be in either environmental, so you have climate finance, which comes out. You have, uh, when you're looking at the society or social, so when you're looking at the social aspect and ESG, you are looking at equitable education. You are looking at, you know, very different themes. For example, climate could also be transport and then governance. You know, you're looking at various aspects of governance. When you're looking at these three aspects and the finance, which is dedicated or targeted, you know, there are a lot of, when we go deep, we'll discuss it. Uh, as uh, what are the you know different aspects but when we are talking about uh, sustainable finance we are actually talking about these aspects they have to be doing something which is bettering the environment bet bettering the social good of the people or it could be the governance there could be uh, things which uh, bonds which could be covering all of them but uh, more or less it should be related within these themes responsible investors which is what you are looking you you are taking into good the social aspect along with the financial aspect. Right, right, Nishant. So for an MBA student who would want to pursue sustainable finance as a career, what would your recommendations be? Okay, so this is something which I actually wanted to cover in the end. We can do that. I could talk about it. And, sure. Yeah, so, very, but, but we can discuss it now. Or I think we can take it at the last. Can, because that would be a message. It, we can take it towards the end. We can take that towards the end. So then uh, you shed some light upon uh, some of the various aspects that come under uh, the umbrella of sustainable finance. Uh, could you tell us yeah. a bit more about that in detail? Sure. So talk about sustainable debt. So when you're talking about sustainable debt, you have, like I talked about climate bonds, which could be green and blue bonds. Whenever I'm talking about green, it's also includes blue, but blue could also be separate. If you're talking about green, it's basically related with the environment. It could be, you know, uh, greenhouse emissions could be one, uh, better transportation, focusing on re renewable energy. When you're talking about green, it's either into climate mitigation or climate adoption. These are the two basic aspects which green does look at. Or when we look at EU taxonomy, which is like very in-depth, it has taken like biodiversity, it has taken uh, other aspects. For example, we could talk about renewable energy. So renewable energy, which how much you are, you know, biodiversity. So these are the things now which are part of green bonds. It could also be as a separate part of blue bonds because the first blue bond was done for marine ecosystem. And there are different aspects of it. One part, when you're talking about green bonds, and like I talked about social bonds. Now the other social bonds, which was the largest uh, increase in 2020, if you see, I think it grew about a tenfold. So now when we are talking about social bonds, it goes to the aspects of helping humanity, which technically is not only related to environment. For example, if I'm bettering environment, I'm also helping humanity because there's been research shown and that if we keep the climate the way it is going, it's going to end up people in more in poverty. So it's all interrelated. However, whenever I'm talking about social bonds, it's very specific into certain aspects which I talked about. 
building old age homes now that is something which will go in social impact building schools which are very equitable our quality health care just to give you a few examples now these are two aspects the third bond is sustainability bond sustainability bond includes both these themes and the recent invention which has happened is sustainability linked bonds these bonds are governed except sustainable linked all the three which i talked about green bonds social bonds and sustainability bonds they are actually linked by the proceeds now the proceeds of when you are raising these bonds are going to be used that is the predominantly importance of these bonds that's how you characterize these bonds our sustainability linked bonds looks at sustainable factors it could be kpis or you know external uh, credit rating which is predominantly either holistic linked to the csr activities or not so this is uh, one of the major differences and uh, sustainable linked bonds uh, organizations which came out and we I will come to that I'll, I'll come to that at a later date as we go forward one part now these are bonds which are very similar recently i actually attended a webinar where, where we should also know some of the major plays like you know icma is one of the major plays uh, which comes out with these uh, guidelines so they were talking about you know what's the difference between how the sustainability linked bonds could be a uh, different could maybe over a period of time also attract a lot of money from uh, corporates so that could be a thing which we could also forward these bonds and conventional bonds now this is where we can come out uh, with a difference they are predominantly very similar they are if you're looking at a bond the bond is going to have a coupon of course the bond size now let's look at the bond size if you, if i'm looking at a global capital markets the bond size is about 100 trillion dollars a little bit more than 100 trillion dollars and if i compare this now the green bond market is like really going up but still it's less than 2% or even 1% i don't know exact figure which was the total bond market which should be so 2020 the figure was about 1.7 trillion dollars so if you look at uh, the global market size which is about i think 110 to 140 i'm not i'm not exactly sure how much is the global uh, bond market size but it's very close just a bit over 1% so you can understand the difference between the two or if you look at they have the same coupon rate if you're looking at the bonds the one good part is like the green bonds which are putting issued right now they are at a premium so what i'm talking about a premium what i'm saying is like let's say i have a 20 year conventional bond and i have a 20 year green bond so uh, the the coupon which i'll pay on a on a 20 of, of bond of a similar duration will be less which means as you are much more healthier or you know you have a better credit rating will play less open you know so the yields will be less you know at the time when you are issuing the bond so that is a great aspect because green bonds you could give out uh, less as an interest payment and people still it's high subs uh, uh, oversubscribed so this is a huge development which is happening and this is like uh, now you have a fair bit of understanding that we are looking at very similar instruments the other part which will be impact bonds now impact bonds are characterized as quasi derivative instruments like pay for success these are social impact bonds and development impact bonds now this is a very good example of a private public uh, partnership now the whole part of when you're looking at sustainable finance you have to an oecd figure says that we need at least now about 6 trillion dollars we want to go close to 2030 sustainable development goals that uh, because of the pandemic that figure could have gone up because that figure i think is from 2018 that figure would have gone up now 
one of the reasons why sustainable development wants and you know the multi world bank wants to come in or the largest uh, you know european investment bank or you can talk of imf why for example ifc specializes in what is getting public private partnership to the to the to help the underserved market so basically you have what is known as market failures you have also government failures wherein you know the government and the public private sector does not want to address which is the less privileged part of the people of the society that is where you are actually raising which is a recent phenomenon at least in the social bonds because the sustainable bonds predominantly started as climate bonds you have non profits like uh, climate uh, bonds initiative cbi which is one of the biggest non profits which is a very defining force and a champion predominantly in this particular uh, sector when you are talking about green bonds give you a fair bit of an idea of what uh, the bond market and it's pretty similar when you are comparing at least on the structure nowadays you also have a bit of structured products coming in sustainable linked bonds which i'm going to talk at a later date as i go forward i'll talk about annual product in detail so that's very interesting so a lot of innovation is coming but that is exactly similar only thing is is going to be used for holistic purposes which is what and that's defined by principle so at least for green bond uh social bond and sustainability bond there are clearly sustainable linked bonds also as principles these principles you need to sort of obey a framework of what they would constitute as these bonds now sorry so i was talking about impact bonds now impact bonds are of two types which gives public private partnerships you have uh, social impact bonds and development impact bonds development impact bonds are very similar to social impact bonds the only difference it's in low and medium countries uh, mid and income countries and secondly uh, these bonds have the pair which is actually non government entity so social impact bonds were first came out with social finance in uk so where a government entity was there and so it works on a concept wherein you have a private and a public partnership coming in you want to address a change you want to see that change come in if that change comes in and we call that change as an intervention you want a change to come and you'll do a set of interventions maybe one intervention or set of interventions and you want to see that outcome and now you're going to pay if you achieve that outcome so you could say that it's like a quasi or digital option you could say a call option where okay this uh, if it's one i'll get a payout if zero i'll not although it doesn't sort of strictly work that way you could a lot of economists will also call it or call it pretty much way but of course here is if i want to do something i will pretty much not take a very a, a sort of a mile which i can cover if i won't give an outcome which is so difficult to reach that i don't get anything ultimately social bond impact bond you, you the outcome pair is a government and a development impact bond outcome pair is a, a non profit now you had educate girls it was you know implemented in india these are but they are not very it's a very small size when you're looking at the corporates sustainable finance when you're talking about you're talking about these bonds the third bucket which i could keep is impact investing now impact investing is like private equity you want to go in and you want to you know uh, it, it could be like in the earlier part like a venture cap or you want to actually be in the growth side and try to give money to a company which is more like a social entrepreneur so when we talk about impact investing i'll take this you know in detail so these are the three aspects which i will say your sustainable finance but the climate bonds or social bond the four uh, bonds which i talked about climate uh, green bonds the largest by far uh, then you have social bond and sustainable sustainable bonds or sgd bonds some people say and the fourth is the sustainability linked bonds that's like a rookie of the year you know like uh, you say as a rookie so that's still a long way to go but the king is still the green bond right nishan i think that covers in depth the various aspects that come under sustainable finance uh 
could you also uh, you know throw some light for our audience on uh, recent trends that have been coming up in sustainable finance and what are the you know opportunities and challenges that countries could face uh, when we are looking at say sustainable investment going forward good i think this is a fantastic question i really loved it that's a very thoughtful question uh, okay so there are a couple of things here i'll talk about the trends so trends are like i talked about is sustainability linked bonds now why this is interesting is that it doesn't go by the proceeds usually when you're looking at bonds i'm raising those proceeds i'm getting that money and how that money has to be utilized that's very important however in this case it is linked to for example engel engel has been a leader it's a dutch conglomerate it's it's been one of it's actually been as as a matter of fact in sustainable side one of the most innovative companies it's been coming out with new options so it came out with sustainable link uh, uh, link bond and this you have uh, certain guidelines you know you you map up according to either kpis it could be or it could be a credit rating or it could be any other specific you know parameter and if you achieve that parameter you are giving a different kind of a coupon or a, so it's, it sort of varies csr and i uh, my csr strategy is aligned with something with the esg now i could go to the bond market and raise money at a premium though so why we will say what some people will do first there is lot of people around the world are uh, very millennial generation z any one people around the world now there's a lot of activities activism and people are very conscious of what you are doing and how you are making money and how you are going to be utilizing that money so you could go at a premium you will pay uh, less coupon so you raise money at a lesser rate the cost of funding at least reduces to cost of debt would reduce if you are going and using this particular market size secondly you will have access to a lot of other investors which are not there a lot of people now for example socially responsible investors itself are so high that they would like to invest in for example engel which came out with almost a, a 4 billion dollar which was the largest bond offering in sustainable linked bond it was three times oversubscribed so just to sort of imagine how much it is so if you have a csr strategy this is one place which you can you could go it's more like a structured product which has uh, got a step up coupon it's very so it works it this way for at least the angle and you can you know design your own product if i'm going to be putting up if i let's say i say that not for angle or it could be anything let's say i have and i have targeting carbon emissions i could say by 2020 now 2025 i'm going to lessen my carbon emissions by 20% if i do that i'm going to pay you a coupon of whatever percent if i'm not if i meet the benchmarks of course i'm going to be there has to be a, some sort of methodology so i'm going to pay you more now in, in engel case i think it's one of the things was like 25 bips they going to be pay more if they don't reach some of the hurdles though those hurdles is what you can decide it could be conservation it could be uh, you're looking something in transportation and you could say that okay i i'll be conserving energy uh, in particular this way right so it, it it could be any of those parameters which you're taking this one part uh, the eu taxonomy which has come out is one of the best taxonomies i mean this is the first time somebody has gone forward so brief of europe the green bonds market which is about 1 trillion dollar i think last year so by cbi and i think it's about 1 trillion dollars for very close to that for green bonds about 46 to 48% came from europe so europe is like the top gun when you're talking about you know climate finance that's where a lot of innovation others are of course china is a very big player and america also is and there are other players which are coming eu taxonomy is something which is very innovative which has come out it gives you the 
you know very detailed structure what could be what could be the six parameters so they have defined uh, the green finance space as much larger like i talked about there are six parameters you could read about when you're talking about these eu taxonomy what it does is it gets things are getting mainstream you are you want to show to the world how serious it is it has uh, also you know taken sustainable finance as one of its core force strategies the sustainable growth so they have this action plan where they have said that 20% of its budget at least is uh, directly related with climate this is a very significant factor now who all could be then recently one of the universities in america raised money through green bonds so they had two structures i think tiers of or two different one was a conventional bond and one was a green bond and where uh, they had a premium the green premium is they sort of paid less and you know raising the money it would be used for those green proceeds so there is a framework given framework is freely available if you go online which is like the green bond principles you have social bond principles you have sustainable bond sustainable linked bond principles you can read it and which define what could be the parameters china came out with one of the green bond principles so that was good because it's not standardizing now the whole world is waiting for between europe and china are going to come out with a convergence of that will be a very defining framework of the trends like like one trend would be i would say the world should focus on social bonds i won't say that there would be any problem of uh, the whole world is actually gearing up towards this particular space there would be a thrust or a or push back from certain investors who might not want to be liking it but i feel if you look at how the the uh, assets under management is rising you look at the pri uh, chart i mean it's and it's really uh, going up you know there are a lot of issues for example japan came out and they made their pension funds to actually invest in esg so if you are a holistic alignment towards it you should be investing in example singapore has made a green plan for 2030 there's a lot of opportunity there Look, focusing more on public transport. There are more parks coming in within within ten minutes of walking from households. So these are great strategies. They are really focusing on landfills, circular economies. One part of taxonomy which defines as green uh, things. So circular economy. Are you going to recycle your products? And the trends are not only. I would look at corporates. Usually, corporates are one of the biggest innovators. CSR, I think, is a great strategy. Animal development bonds. Uh, linked to social linked bonds or even social bonds to take out, you know, you can go to the market. I think that's a fantastic opportunity for markets to do. I talked about universities. So big big universities now could go on to financials are doing it. Sovereign bonds, uh, sovereign countries, countries should go out and take it. I I see a lot of potential if uh, in India and around the world, as a matter of fact, in municipal bonds. I would take out municipal bonds so that I could go up, and I mean, uh, I think Pune did take out at one point of time. But you could go out. This is an untapped sort of market wherein you know you could raise for your communities. You know, community model works a lot, which is pretty good, which is being followed in America. I I, I would say these would be the lines of all the themes: circular economy, transportation, infrastructure. Now. About forty to I think forty percent of the global forty to sixty. I'm not I'm not sure on this figure, but the OECD came out with a report. So infrastructure is uh, where you should be buildings. You know, be compliant with green. This is a great aspect which you should uh, world should be looking at, because that is where ultimately it's not only that we should be monetized. Uh, we should be uh, taxing carbons, and I'll also come into this when we talk. Uh, In detail, but uh, what we need to do is uh, think how we can uh, lessen the pollution. Uh, that would be the ultimate aim.
Hello and welcome to episode two of Illumo, the video interview series organized by the alumni team, iSmart and RSDT to improve yours, the students, knowledge in a variety of domains through the knowledge and experiences of our own alums. For episode two, we have with us Mr. Nishant Malhotra, founder and CEO of The Middle Road, a platform that enables social change and impact. Sir is an alumnus of SIBM Pune from the batch of 2002, where he did his MBA in sales and marketing. Sir is also a graduate of the China Europe International Business School, where he did his MBA in general management and the University of Michigan, where he has done his master's in public administration. Sir has vast experience in a variety of domains, but primarily majored in the field of finance and financial management. Sir, over to you. And it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Uh, thanks a lot, Vignesh. First, I want to thank the whole SIBM team for inviting me. Pleasure and honor to be here, invited as a guest. Uh, Nishan, you had mentioned, you know, with, with colleges and, you know, other uh, investments such as municipal bonds. So could you uh, talk more about some of the opportunities for both public and private sectors to issue green bonds and loans apart from the about universities in America where the municipal bond market is very liquid. I mean, you don't have sort of liquid. So I'm talking about the global bond at institutions. For example, Michigan has about, about 11 billion to I don't know, 17 billion and how much it is as an endowment fund. So these are the sort of, or Yale fund, you know, when they are looking at a you know, huge uh, size where they go to the market, if, if they are looking at, you know, raising money uh, just to sort of good for some work which is going within the university. That is what I was talking about. Now, when you are looking at municipal bond market, it could be uh, for, you know, work, for example, infrastructure. Now, let's say I want to build a road, right? That is one way of going to the bond market. I want to build a road. I want to build a bridge. I want to build museums. Now, how do I do that? I know museum could be a part, although it's strictly, I don't think so. It comes in social bonds, uh, whether art still hasn't been very closely integrated. But if you're looking at roads, uh, bridges, dams, you know, these are parts, aspects which could and lie on the fringes uh, uh, raised through the green bond sector or even some of the overlapping sustainable bond sector. These could be some of the things which as a, in, in the municipal bonds, people go on and do raise the money. Now, when you're looking at corporates, corporates could be anything, right? Everybody has a CSR, not it's mandatory in India anyway. To be. Just look at, uh, look at Thermax. It's a leader in green, a lot of fantastic work. If Thermax wants to go to the market, it could, you know, talk a lot about uh, green machines. For example, I talked about with Shilpa Populace, which was actually funded by uh, Impact Investors. Now she could go to the market because it's green finance, green, green finance, green machinery, right? Upon it. Okay. So this aspect comes into... Nishant, you spoke about uh, impact investing. Uh, I think this is where we can pick it up again for our audience. So could you explain the concept of impact investing, particularly uh, you know, looking at the financial social return matrix? When you're talking about impact investing, it's basically when you're looking at investing, you're actually always looking for financial return. But when we're looking at impact investing, it's an intersection of social and financial return. Both of these returns, then only it qualifies as impact investing. Players like Essicon, Omdiar, Acumen. So these are very big names around the world, you know, who are actually doing impact investing. When you're talking about impact investing, it could be on one part we are talking about, take it as a mix of 
concessionary and non-concessionary funds. One, one is a grant fund where you're not, you're into non-profit sector and you don't want a return, you want to do good. That's it. And, and you should be actually, again, measuring your impact. If you're doing good, you should be having it, what sort of impact you're doing. However, if that impact you want to know and you also want a financial return, that is impact investing. You want to go into those sectors where there are no entrepreneurs who are trying to give a solution at the bottom of the pyramid. I mean, that might not be strictly for the less privileged people. For example, I call the middle road a social impact firm because I'm giving the best, whatever things at free or if various uh, subscription charges or, you know, other paid, it's still uh, is going to have a lot of uh, things which are going to be free for people. It uh, has a holistic uh, concept behind it that it's not only profit maximization, which is what you would be looking at in a, in a purely conventional sense or a traditional sense, but you want to maximize profit, but as well as do good. So this is what the philosophy of which I feel, and this is what I'm driving in my startup, right? That maximization of profit is not the ultimate goal of middle road platform. Just to have here a clear cut definition on. So when you're integrating these two, you are getting what is some i will use the word uh, blending of basically traditional and a concept so somebody very beautifully described it could be philanthropic investing which you're talking about and you're talking conventional mm -hmm. investing if you take a, a mixture of these two you come with impact investing investing is pretty similar it would go on it will identify startups maybe which are not listed to fund them up at, at different points in time uh, they are uh, not seen in depth or it is done the expectation is that you are like a social entrepreneur you could be making you're sustainable you have a sustainable business model you have a sustainable revenue model you are able to have an impact if you have enabled impact you're going to be able to measure and show it a lot lot of impacts could be very easy to measure a lot of impacts might not be easy to measure which i call positive externalities basically uh, a social startup in a true economic sense is giving a lot of positive externalities that's why it's basically subsidized. Its products are much more valuable to the society than what it is priced in. That's why it's known as a part of also a market failure, wherein the positive benefits are much higher than positive social costs. You are not at an equilibrium of demand and supply. That's put it up very, uh, this I think I, I actually discovered today, right? Right now when I was talking about how to put uh, positive externality. So you could say that impact investing sort of looks for uh, those startups or those entities or actors who are making a positive change in the society through positive externalities, which are not easy to measure. Nishant, uh, one of the things that, you know, came to light during the COVID-19 pandemic with all the lockdowns happening across was the, you know, positive impact that it had on the environment, uh, particularly with industries being shut down, the levels of pollution dropping drastically. I mean, Delhi had its fog levels cut down. China, you could see the sky again for some amount of time. Uh, so, you know, with regards to, let's say, uh, countries coming together for strategic alliances. So what do you feel is the scope for strategic alliances, particularly in uh, the case of green bond market development in, in economies like the G20 and other economy, uh, emerging economies? Okay, uh, before I go to you, it's good you talked about pandemic. I just forgot to mention that in social bonds, one of the major parts was pandemic bonds and he said what should be the recent trends so i think pandemic bonds should be coming out a lot specifically for countries like india it was a great way to go to the market raise money get a healthcare system up 
right? I mean, the number of doctors which we have, open up hospitals all over India, if not oxygen plants, but at least we should have a world, we can't sort of say world class, we should admire uh, what the Western countries are doing, or even like China, how they have also, uh, you know, increased their uh, healthcare system, they're making it much more equitable. So these are the things which uh, a pandemic bonds would be very influential specifically in countries like not only India, Africa, Latin America, a lot of places. Brazil is doing great. You know, Brazil is doing some very innovative things. If you look at Latin America also in making things more equitable. Now, coming to your question of the strategic alliance, I think it's a very good alliance. It was Strategic Bank, I think ICK, and uh, there's another entity, German entity, I think. I think it's, it's a very good uh, initiative. Uh, there's a lot of cooperation. So, you know, a lot of work is being done. For example, in Mexico, if you see, they recently, I was reading, they had about 200 to, to, to uh, about 200 odd plus billion dollars where they have raised money to you know, the sustainable development sector. So that is uh, that is amazing. If we have more cooperation, so there is a report which comes out which looks at G20. Uh, interesting thing is happening like now people have come out, not only STA and you know there's a lot of nexus going on. Like what will you do? For example, you. EU has come out with a tax money. I mean, America till now, I don't think so I've heard of it. But if they come out, it's fantastic. India could do it. I've not seen any green bond principles which has come out in India. Although India has come out and said that we are going to lessen the number of I mean, the carbon footprint by 2030, by 33 to 35%. Now, this is a good initiative. Now, cupping out and giving out KPIs, right? These are very important. So if you look at uh, all the countries around the world, there's some very interesting things happening around. There's... Uh, you know, people are coming out, uh, things are happening in Australia, things are happening in, um, like I talked about the, Sing uh, the Singapore initiative, there's a lot of things going on in Latin America. So there is, you know, uh, alliance uses each other and uh, tries to, for example, let's say if you has come out with this uh, EU guideline, it motivates somebody else to come. So you give it 20 ideas. Okay, this is how they are thinking. This is what we can incorporate. This is something which we can do. I mean, they are an advanced economy in that particular region. So every country will have to sort of think what measures they can do and what is more important. For me in India, I would still stay like, okay, there's still so many people. Hungry. I, want, I want to open up equitable more education institutes or, you know, a lot of things which could be very different uh, from what another other countries could be doing. So this is one. The other could be... Uh, you know, coming out, for example, in the STA, they have these trainings. IFC has started a, a Green Bond Academy. Now, this is an ex excellent step. This could be for G20 countries or for even more countries where you're actually appraising people or financial institutions. Yeah, you're giving them more uh, knowledge about it. You're, so the more knowledge it's going to go, the more knowledge is going to pr proliferate, the more understanding of the bond market would have, the more sophistication of investors it will be, and the more uh, uh, pricing discovery will be you that is one. I think a lot of times, not only we can take best business practices, other could be, there could be cooperation when I take it talent from other people. Like one of them, which I talked about was Green Pond Academy, wherein you have talented people. Now I was listening to it. Uh, Eastern Europe is doing something very interesting. I say, hey man, come on, come into my country. Let's do something wherein I can take your expertise, start up something on my own. You know, different countries working together in collaboration. That is something which I think was because, for example, this Green Bond, I think the Academy IFC started with Latin America, very successful there. And this is a fantastic initiative. I just love that. Then they have gone to Eastern Europe, attend, attended one of their webinars. It was really amazing. And, uh, you know, new, new things are coming up. I think uh, things come from one country, 
it has a holistic it's got a positive external hello effect it go people will do do good the other countries do good so sort of those things which are uh continuing on the same page nishant how effective do you feel is uh, the page initiative the partnership for action on green economy you know in terms of providing uh, holistic support to countries on their sustainable development goals and a green economy okay so I, this is good question i was an excellent question i was not aware of it as a matter of fact after you sent me the questions uh, i you know looked at it i googled it up so it looks like excellent i really don't know how effective it is i think somebody from united nations or somebody from the government agency could say but the idea is excellent it's a joint venture with five united nations agencies the environmental uh, ilo so ilo labor group is very interesting because india needs or a lot of countries needs a lot of reforms in that particular sector that it's huge so that would come under governance so when we are talking about you now these sustainable bonds i could make a bond which looks at how much is the productivity of and what are the best business practices are going to the employees now if i raise a bond which proceeds are going to be you know uh, doing some sort of work in that particular department that would come uh, under a governance uh, structure from what i would understand it could also maybe come into social i'm not shade knowledge is is a very important thing which i you know talked about we really don't know how effective they are we uh, frankly nishant uh, we come now towards the uh, end of our interviews so what would be your um, advice or recommendations for you know our mba students who would want to pursue a career in sustainable finance okay so this is not only for sibm this could be all for a lot of people around of course it now the career path which i could would vary from the institutes if you are in leading institute because it's much more easier to go into this parts various ways you can pursue a career in sustainable finance somebody is thinking of a career in sustainable finance be ahead of the curve it should become an important line as we go forward one it could be you start with the idea to go into an impact investment now that is one clear cut visible career path i can see from leading school specifically from sibm now, how you will start there is like an impact investor might not take you directly you would work in you know investment banking part wherein you could look at equity in valuation aspects very specifically that that's where most likely you would like to go in work there before you transit into different impact investors that is one clear cut visible path which i can see and when you go into there you keep in touch with what is the recent trends happening in sustainable development because first go back to because i missed out two three parts if you're looking at impact investing and you talked about the framework social rate of return sroi so sroi is a framework which lot of to measure how you're going to be measuring the impact which i talked about sroi framework would go into define what your objectives in you could look at jin jin has come out with its own matrix its own thoughts lot of people have come out with its own thoughts it goes to theory of change you could also look at theory of change model wherein you look at what are the outcomes you clearly define what those outcomes are and then you go backward you set up the interventions to achieve those outcomes first you define what is your investment philosophy you know what you want to do you have those investment philosophies which you have you set a set of interventions when you are setting up those interventions how you going to be calculating one way of calculating those interventions which i talked about is externalities so negative externalities i have also modules which you could look at so when you are looking at negative externalities you are going to be uh taxing those negative externalities and we look at positive externalities you are subsequently subsidi subsidizing so these are the various steps there are other ways which you can look at you people do in impact valuation something known as rct uh, randomized control trials wherein they look at what is the difference between 
factual and counterfactual. So this is one way of doing. These are like RCTs are done for a very long period of time to sort of know. It could be simple or difficult. But RCTs people could people could do also for less than a year. So nowadays people are doing it to really. Or let's say, whenever we are talking about taxing, so one could be the uh, the carbon taxes which people yes. do. So just to give you an example, how would so carbon taxation is just a part of it, right? So these are certain topics which you have a fair bit of an idea. Now, why I'm coming to this is, let's say you want to make a career and you say, I want to go into sustainable finance. If no, actually what you need to read on how you want to proceed in your career path. So these are things which you take, you, you get a very good knowledge of microeconomics, you get a very good knowledge of valuation. These are things which are going to help you if you want to make a career in sustainable finance, get a good knowledge of fixed income, right? So one part I've talked about is impact investing. Now, second, what you can do is go to a major bank. So these banks would come out with bonds, offering, uh, you know, investment banks who are just, so you work for asset managers and banks, work in the mainstream department. Nowadays, I think it's pretty mainstream to know if somebody is coming out with a sustainable bond. So you will have to be in either the debt or equity side. Now, when you're talking about bonds, of course, it'll be a debt side. Now, when you're looking at equity, there are a lot of indices which are listed now. So there's an equity portion also wherein you can go in. You have MSI, which is, uh, you know, has specifically listed sustainable wealth indices. ETFs are there. Uh, equity portion, which you can go in. You could go again, now equity side or debt side, equity side, you could be, you know, cross-selling products. I think what I see a future trend now, it's good. Another trend, which I forgot. I think a future trend would come in equities, which is coming in, you know, uh, nowadays people are as US taximony in China and other countries will come in. And there is a lot of uh, more transparency coming in. Now, the other thing which is coming out is like you'll be going to clients and selling equities. Equities would uh, the size of ETFs market, and uh, you could check it up, it's increasing. So, that's one part you could go into a bank. The third is you could go to a corporate and you could be in the social development side, which could be in the CSR side. You could work on an intersection between CSR and their uh, funds. So you, when you go to a corporate, of course, now here you'll be going to a company which has a well defined CSR strategy which is futuristic and which is looking at tapping the capital market in future, if not now, through the sustainable route. Such a company would be a massively, usually would take a conglomerate. It could all need not be a conglomerate. It could be a futuristic company, which is thinking of going in that side. So you could be looking at an impact uh, company, which could be a social impact company, which predominantly has a part of its mission engraved in the CSR strategy. So if you're looking at such a company, this company, which in future certainly tap as the company grows into the you know, sustainable bond market. So this is what. Fourth, I would say is like also start exploring abroad. For somebody like SIBM, you could always go. There are two major centers in uh, Asia, I would say is Singapore and Hong Kong. Uh, you could look at if you could go abroad. Um, Europe is of course open and I don't know. America is very big also. America is hugely into asset. So you could work in mainstream traditional finance so that tomorrow you have a chance, maybe three, five years down the line, depending on how the moments move, that you could move in. So if you want to be in sustainable finance, you should be predominantly in financial services sector. These are the, I'm not sure. I think that's, that's a pretty comprehensive roadmap that you covered for our students as well as anyone looking for, you know, building a career in sustainable finance. 
uh, that I think brings us to the end of our interview as well. Uh, Nishan, I just forgot another thing. Good, sorry, sorry. but I'll, because this will help you. This, now I think uh, sustainable finance is going to become really big on sustainable products, become big in uh, asset management space, specifically private banking. If you want to make a career, I mean, India would not sort of really highly recommend people to be, you know, if you go abroad because there's a lot of flexibility to it, but you can work in India and uh, then later on move uh, abroad. Uh, there, I was thinking like we look more on structured products, try to be in an international site wherein you have complex structures you can work in. Get a very good idea about structured products because equally, why I'm saying is sustainable link products would come on these, you know, like for example, step up coupon, there'll be a lot of different structures and more complicated structures would come in as you go forward. I also suggest that you have a very good uh, understanding of options. Option market, you should be uh, have a decent edge and you should have uh, understanding between a put call parity, but rather also okay, what are exotic options. Just look at it, have a brief idea of. Right, Nishant. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Nishant, we'd like to take this opportunity to thank you massively for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and you know educate us with about sustainable finance and the various aspects of sustainable finance you also covered uh, you know the opportunities challenges trends that are coming forward uh, sustainable development and investment opportunities uh, where we could see a collaboration between the public and private sectors as well uh, impact investing and its uh, relevance going forward and of course how crucial you know collaborations between nations are uh, specifically in terms of strategic alliances for, for green development and green bonds. Uh, Nishant, from everyone here at SIBM Pune, we thank you from the bottom of our heart uh, sure. for this opportunity. And we really look forward to hosting you on our Hilltop campus in the near future. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. I'll maybe send you a bit of a note on NL since I talked about, I think that's a structure which we see, you'll get a fair bit of idea of what's happening right now in the market in an international size, whenever I'm talking about international. And um, thank you. Uh, I look forward to meeting you in person. Thank you so much, Nishant. Also for the audience, uh, the document that uh, Nishant mentioned will be in the description.